Hello, everybody. I wanted to give you an update on the Colombian visa situation. I know a lot of you have uh, reached out and shown concern and wanted to know what was going on, and I really appreciate that. So I'll try to provide as much of an update as I can right now. Hey, I've got some free time. I'm in uh, in Airbnb in Bogota right now. So for those of you who are new uh, or who aren't familiar with the situation, basically back in May, I had my Colombian visa rejected, and this was an investor's visa. I made a significant investment. Uh, well, I'll just I'll just say almost thirty thousand dollars that I invested in a business in Colombia. You, you know, I, I see Colombia as a place with a lot of promise, and a f- it was very a very strange thing happened. They rejected that visa. And then I had to very hurriedly leave the country. And then for the past six months, I've been uh, in and out of Colombia because I, I'm then a tourist. And so I have to watch my days. You have to do things like whenever you travel into the country, show some kind of outbound travel as well. So it's been very, very convenient. And I had my uh, interview for reapplying uh, this morning because you have to wait six months to reapply. So this whole saga started actually back in April. Um, And and as far as it being, I guess, a tumultuous time or a a very stressful time, it started back in, in, yeah, roughly April. I had uh, had to kind of go last minute to get an extension on my previous visa. And I ended up having to cancel uh, or reschedule an interview with Tynan, who we eventually got that to happen because of that. And so, you know, ever since then, it has been extremely stressful. And a lot of you come out of the woodwork to show your support, and I really appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, so I'll try to tell the story of the various beats of, of kind of what has been happening. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be interesting at all. Uh, because it's really just a lot of a lot of crap, kind of one thing after another, and uh, I'm not sure how good of a story it even makes. But here, here it is, and now I'll just try to have to do some some prompt talking. So I had the visa rejected. I had to leave the country really, really, really quickly then and come back as a tourist. And then I had to really watch my days. And so what I did is I did a sort of a temporary exile in Peru. I went to Cusco, Peru for two weeks. I came back and I, 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 was, I was looking at it because I was looking at my days in the country as like I can apply on a certain day and I want to have some wiggle room after that to be able to decide what to do or be able to wait for the for the application to process um, to have have a little bit of wiggle room and f- figure out what to do so that, that's been my aim uh, from from the beginning and so I went to Peru for two weeks came back and then I I, I left again uh, for a period of time and then came back and I came back to a surprise. Uh, where, where did I go? I went. I, I guess I went to Tampa for a bachata festival that I probably wouldn't have gone to if if it wasn't for this whole situation. But I needed excuses to to, to get out of the country, so um, that was one of the many trips that I took was was to Tampa. Uh, had a great time, but uh, probably wouldn't have taken the trip otherwise. So I arrived back and found that oh, I 
don't have as many days as I thought I did because you get the 90 day tour stamp and then, and then they, they count again after that. And they, they make a, then they give you another 90 day tour stamp. You have 180 days through, throughout a calendar year to be as a tourist. Well, I didn't have as many days as I thought because it turned out that, oh, the extension to my prior visa that I had counted against those days. So instead of 90 days, the guy writes uh, 72 and it's this whole, um, you know, it, it, it's a stressful situation. I'm, I'm just arrived from a trip and I uh, think that I've planned everything and I'm thinking about all the days that I have until um, my tourist days are over and I'm thinking about how much space I've got after my uh, a- after applying for the visa uh, again, uh, my target date being November 9th, the day that I'm recording this. And... Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm arriving, and then this this immigration agent tells me that no, that that's that's not that's not correct. You only have uh, 72 days, so I had I guess 18 days fewer than I thought because it turned out that the extension that I had um, in in waiting for my previous visa to get processed and eventually uh, rejected. That extension counted towards my tourist days, which was something that I wasn't told by any professionals that I spoke to. It was something that I hadn't considered because I, they, they, they provide those extensions sometimes with uh, with tourist stamps, but uh, that that wasn't that wasn't the case. And after all, it's an extension, so you know it's an extension of the visa. It I don't so I still don't understand how that counts against a different form of immigration status. So that freaked me out a bit. And, um, but it still looked like I was going to have a few days to get past the day that I was going to be applying, which is today. So with that math, it was looking like, okay, I am going to, apply on November 9th. There's going to be a three-day weekend. And then, um, you know, November 12th, I have to leave if I'm not accepted. And and I am, am told by my lawyer I, I should get an answer the same day if I go and apply in person in Bogota. And, and so I'm thinking, well, at least it's not as much time as I thought I had, but at least it reaches beyond that. So that went on for a while. I, I kind of forgot about it for a couple of weeks, I suppose. And then as I'm continuing to prepare for this application, I get an email from my lawyer one evening. It was uh, a couple Tuesdays ago, I think. I got an email from my lawyer and I'm going th- I'm going through all the different con- contingent all the different scenarios and, and, con- and coming up with contingency plans for what do I do if I'm rejected and also I'm thinking about well what are you know because there's been surprises so far so I'm 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 really trying to like the negative visualization that uh, Jason Freed uh, talked about in his recent episode I'm really trying to negatively visualize as best I can all the possible things that can go wrong. And 
this has been an interesting skill the last uh, several months is that I re- really have learned a lot about really thinking through all the possible things that could happen in a given situation and thinking through, uh, yeah, what I can, what, what are my different options and different plans and having some kind of plan for various things that, that can happen. And so I'm, I, I'm going through that and I'm thinking, I don't know, there's those three days I'm supposedly going to get this answer, uh, on the same day. And then, and then I have no time, no wiggle room whatsoever to, uh, to, to make a decision about what to do about, uh, the apartment that I have about, uh, the, some of the stuff that I've accumulated that I can't so easily just lug around the world with me. Um, you know, I, I, I need a little more than 72 hours to one, get from Bogota to Medellin, but also to, to, th- to think about what, what to do. Uh, and so I, I'm thinking through that and I'm like thinking this, this is, some there's a lot of things that could go wrong here. I don't know what <laughs> because this is Colombia and I don't always understand what's going on and also a lot of things just don't work as as well as as they do in and in, in say like the United States or uh, but a lot of stuff goes wrong anyway. So I'm thinking through that and, I, and so I I go through different scenarios emailing my lawyer and then I'm I'm asking for different sort of predictions, like what are the chances of this thing happening and that thing happening and stuff. And he, he says this thing that really uh, sets me off. It really starts to worry me. And that was that he said um, 50-50 chance. And I... And I try to get some clarification from him on that. And he says, yeah, 50, oh, I think it's 50-50 that you, know, that you get the visa. And I'm like, uh, what? what? Okay, so I'm, I, I, that really freaks me out. I'm doing the math. It's Tuesday night. Um, I, Wednesday morning, immediately get up and think, okay, I need to, buy some more days. I need to get out of the country again and have a little bit more wiggle room than this three days because that's not good. And so I'm thinking about what I can do. One of the things I think about is like, well, I could go to Panama because that's the closest place, closest place, most flights, cheapest flights. It's a, it's a pretty safe place you know, you can drink the water. It's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very civilized. You know, there's, there's, uh, a lot of infrastructure and stuff. So Panama is a, a good place to go. However, I don't know anybody in Panama. I don't know anything about Panama. Um, I hear it's not that much fun. The weather doesn't look like fun. It's 85, uh, degrees with 85% humidity. <laughs> um, and it rains a lot, et cetera. And I'm thinking, well, I, I, I'm thinking about my, um, my mental health in this equation too is like, well, all right, I need to leave. I should leave for five days or so, but how am I going to feel if I am just stuck in Panama city, um, and, you know, trying to get my work done and, 
you know, what, what, what's, what is my, my, my morale going to be like in a situation like that? And I'm thinking there, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something else, you know, maybe there is a conference going on or something. And so I find out, oh, Jeff Goins, who's been on the show two times and I've been on his show, uh, Jeff Goins is having a conference this weekend. It's it's the tribe tribe conference, and I'm thinking, well, that's actually pretty fortuitous that that's going on because, um, I, I I'm looking at the roster and I see, wow, Todd Henry's speaking. I haven't met Todd in person. He's been on the show. I've been on his show. Uh, Jeff Goins is going to be. There. I haven't I had I haven't met Jeff before in person. Um, there are another a, a bunch of other speakers that. I was interested in, in meeting in person and stuff. And it was, and I, and so I, I thought, well, okay, this is actually kind of fortuitous. I, I, I should, I should, I should try to go to this conference and I'm looking at the expenses for it all. And, and, um, you know, last minute flight, it, like it's Wednesday morning and I'm making this decision and this uh, conference starts Friday evening in Nashville and I'm in Columbia. And so eventually, uh, I, yeah, by, by like noon Wednesday, I have bought a ticket to tribe. I've bought tickets to Nashville for Thursday. I've booked a hotel nearby in, um, in Franklin, Tennessee, where that conference is. And, you know, fortunately (laughs) I have quite a few points accumulated. Um, I've been writing about that in my income reports about how I get more points now from the ad spend than I do, but it's also a lot of just points that have been accumulated for the, over the, over the years. And so it ended up not costing me a whole lot to go to the conference, but I, I go to the conference and I have a a great time there. And I I meet people who have, um, who listen to the podcast and who have, uh, you know, read my, read my stuff. And I, that's always exciting to me. I don't know. It always still just kind of blows my mind. Um, cause I'm just, you know, sitting in my closet talking and that people are, that people are out there listening, you know, that, that, that's, that's really cool. So that was a great experience. Um, actually it was funny cause I, I, I go to the conference and I sit down at a table and I, I introduce myself to the woman at the table and I ask her where she came from and, um, I, I don't remember exactly what, what it was that that she said but it was like oh she knew where i had i had come from <laughs> so i guess she um uh, tracy hello tracy if you're listening so i guess tracy reads reads um reads my stuff on medium or listens to the podcast so that was all all very cool and then so i'm i'm coming back from tennessee and uh and i also i got to see jason shamanic who was uh the technology editor of Design for Hackers, good longtime friend of mine. And I hadn't seen him in, I don't know, 10 years or something like that. And he's a, he's a Patreon supporter as well. So that was cool. There was, it was, there was, it was, um, it, yeah, it turned out to be, uh, a nice thing that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for this whole snafu and all this this drama, which is cool. I mean, there's been a number of moments um, 
you know, visiting friends in Chicago or uh, being at Machu Picchu or the tribe conference, these things that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't in this situation or going to the Bachata conference as well. Like I probably wouldn't have done these things. Um, it's a lot more traveling. It's a lot more spending of money than I probably than I would um, normally do. Uh, it's a lot less doing of work like writing. Um, I'm behind on what I would like to write. So it was it was very cool to see that, to, to have that happen, to be able to go to the conference and, and enjoy that. And so, but, and when you're dealing with situations like this, there's always a but. I, again, arrived back from Nashville. It's a, it's a, it's a long trip, you know, it takes you all, all day to get from Nashville to, to Medellin. And I, I like can't eat pl- food on planes, so I'm always starving whenever I arrive. And uh, I arrive at immigration, and the immigration officer looks at my immigration form where I say, okay, well, I've got 18 days left. 18 days, I've, I've really pushed it, so I have more time uh, after, you know, I'll have like almost a week or two weeks after I apply for my visa to be able to to know what what to do to what should I do with my stuff what should I do with my apartment etc have some kind of a plan and but this immigration officer starts looking at all the stamps on my passports and there's on my passport and there's a lot and then there's also like that I had that extension um, as well and uh, and and she says you don't have 18 days. You've got 11 days. And of course, in that moment, I'm like, no, you're, you're wrong. I've looked this over. Um, in fact, look at, look at this, look at this stamp on the passport. It says 72 days. And then I was here for, uh, what would that be? 50, 54 days after the 72 day stamp. And so your, your math is off, but she goes down the list of all the dates and I'm not seeing a calendar here. So I'm, I'm just kind of like watching her write this stuff on paper. And, you know, she's explaining to me the, the number of days that I have. And somehow it goes from 11 to nine because, oh, she forgot some days. And I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is not correct. Um, probably I'm, I'm less nice than that. <laughs> and, you know, she kind of brings over a supervisor. Like, I'm getting into trouble with immigration here. <laughs> Eventually, you know, the, her supervisor says, hey, you know, come with me. And he takes me and... and, and doesn't take me he leads me into this room and is like sit down over here and um i don't really understand exactly what what he was saying in that moment um you know my my brain is just on fire right now because i'm thinking if this is true then this is a very big problem because nine days won't even get me to the point where i can apply for my visa so I, I go from 
thinking that I have plenty of time, I've got like a week after I apply for my visa, to not even being able to get to applying for my visa. And I'm just getting back from a trip that cost me, I don't know, $1,000 or whatever and and a week of time, five days of time, a week of time um, that I took last minute. And so I'm I'm trying to go over the numbers you know, in this room and I don't know what, what they're doing with me, you know, am I in big trouble now? I'm not sure, but I'm just kind of trying to calmly go through the numbers on, on my phone. And it's, it's, it's very hard. I'm surprised there's not an app for this that like counting the number of days and keeping track of the number of days that you spend in a country is very difficult, especially when you consider that, Oh, the day you arrived counts the day that you left counts. So like, even if it's in the same month, you can't really necessarily do just basic math with it. And so when it's when a stay, a period of time is, is spanning over a couple months, then then it's just really impossible to to keep to keep track. So eventually the supervisor comes back in to the room. And he kinda asked me what what uh you know, have I have I got it figured out yet? And I'm like, no, I don't think this is right. And he's like, well, it's it's right. And if if you don't accept that, you're going to have problems. And so I'm like, well, okay. What if I go home and look at it and I just and I figure out that it's wrong? Well, then you can go to immigration and show them that. So I as politely as I possibly can because I'm just on fire. Uh, you know, they have a good, good evening and, and leave and, and go home. And my, my poor cab driver's trying to talk to me. I'm like, Hey, who's he, he drives me to the airport all the time. And I'm like, I really don't, I really can't talk right now. I, and I'm just trying to think through this. Like, what am I going to do? I don't even have time to go apply for this visa. And I just arrived from this long trip. What the hell am I going to do? And so I get home and I go through the numbers and I find out she was right. This immigration officer was correct. She had counted the days correctly. And this was part of the discussion that happened, discussion that happened uh, at the immigration, which was, hey, this stamp says 72 days. I have 72 days left. And you even say in your math, it's been 54 days since that 72 days. So I've got 18 days. No. That guy made a mistake. That immigration officer, so when I was coming back from Tampa and it was already complicated enough to count the number of days I had been in the country. That immigration officer, actually, who brought over one of his colleagues to verify his math, put 72 days on the stamp. And that was not true. I did not have 72 days at that point. I apparently had 63 days. So how hard is it to count the number of days that you spend in a country? It's so hard that not one but two people who's pretty much their only job is to count the number of days tourists have to be in the country 
and stamp the passport and then write that number of days on there, two of them working together still got it wrong. You know, there's all, all these things are all things that there's mistakes that happen and I, I become affected by those mistakes and they're still my responsibility. It's still, it's still my fault, even though this guy messed up because when I was looking through things, as I'm going over my entire plan, which is something I've spent so much time on over the last seven or six, six months, as I'm going over my plan, you know, I just look at this 72 that this immigration officer wrote on there and I, I think, oh yeah. Um, all right. Well, whether the math is right or not, he wrote 72. I can trust that. I don't want to go over all these numbers here um, because, I mean, the immigration officer wrote 72 days. So I've got 72 days. Doesn't work that way, apparently. No, instead, you're limited to 180 days per calendar year. It doesn't matter what is written on your passport. So 72 days. And it, it becomes so now I've got nine days. I don't have time to get to get my visa, and so I, I'm going over thing, everything. I'm, I'm thinking, well, all right, it's it's Tuesday night. Sorry, it's Wednesday night. It's it's, it's not. It's Monday. I'm a little sleep deprived. Sorry. It's it's Monday night. I've got nine days left. I need to make it to next Friday to be able to show up and and apply for this visa. How am I going to do that? Oh, and by the way, tomorrow I have a webinar at 2 p.m. And then Thursday I have a podcast interview. And I love to be in my studio, in my little closet. And who can guarantee that you're going to get an Airbnb with good enough internet and um, quite enough to to record? So, But I I decide, all right, well, I'm going to do my webinar tomorrow, and thank goodness I have so many systems that I've put in place because I, I work on this. This I've been working on this creative productivity system that you've heard about on the show, and so I've got so many different systems that I've started to put in, into place that help me get this podcast done, uh, that help me write books, uh, that help me run webinars with just so much less effort. And so thank goodness I have those systems in place. You know, you haven't missed an episode of this podcast. I, I've, it's still been coming out on time amidst all of this. And so, so I'm very thankful for having set those, set those things, things up because, yeah, so I, I, I've got a, you know, how does, how does that work? I think it's, I think it's not even until the next morning because I arrive at so late at night. And so the the next morning I book a flight to Panama and I book a, an Airbnb for nine days um, to go from Medellin to Panama and then go directly from Panama to Bogota to apply for this visa, uh, which I arrived yesterday to in order to do. Oh, I can't believe that was yesterday. Ooh. And... So I, I booked that flight and I call my girlfriend in the morning and she's already hasn't seen me in a week because 
um, she was with me on that, that Tuesday night when I got that email and, and, and I, and I said, Oh my goodness, like I, I, I've got to, I've got to like leave. And so now I call her again to tell her, uh, yeah, I've got to leave again for nine days. Um, so we try to work it out. So, okay, yeah, come over for like half an hour so we can at least see each other before I leave. And I don't know what's going to happen after this point. Um, come over right after the the webinar. And so I I do the webinar, um, that goes off without a hitch. And then, and then she comes over and then I, for half an hour or so, and then we catch up and I just go to, um, go to the airport and hang out in Panama city. And, um, I had a beautiful place. It was a beautiful view. I've heard bad things about Panama city and sorry people of Panama. I didn't enjoy, I didn't enjoy my time in Panama city. Might have a little to do with the situation, but yeah, you can't, you can't walk to anything. It's like, it's just like torrential downpour very often. And of course, like I, I know nobody, and I'm falling behind in work, so it's not like I have a ton of time in addition to trying to um, deal with the visa application and all this last-minute travel and just the the, uh, the the stress of it. And, I, and I'm trying to take as good a care of myself as I can because I know when you, you're in situations like this where suddenly you know, there's some sort of disruption, some sort of stressor. Like you can, you can just go downhill really quick. So I'm trying my best to like take good care of myself, to to sleep well, um, you know, to eat well, to also be very vigilant wherever wherever I am because you can just become absent minded and God forbid like some of my stuff gets stolen or or you know something else happens as a result of just these added stressors. So just trying to keep everything in order. Anyway, those nine days are long. Those are, those are a long nine days. It's, it's, it's pretty lonely. I'm very bored. I guess I'm used to being lonely, but boredom is kind of tough. And, um, oh, and by the way, the place was nice, but not a nice place to record a podcast. In the listing, there was a little note that there was some construction noise during the day, but I saw in the picture, there was this big walk-in closet that I figured, well, that should probably be, you know, pretty insulated from the sound. But no, I mean, this was like, they were basically digging a parking garage to go beneath a building that was going up like next door. And so they were using some sort of like a pick to pick away the dirt or whatever sort of earth is there and it was it was it sounded like a jackhammer and it went all day long uh so i mean i mean just to even be in the apartment i'm putting in earplugs uh trying to listen to white noise to get any any sort of work done at all so uh, and i have this podcast interview scheduled for thursday and it's it's with david rock who is the author of one of my favorite books ever, Your Brain at Work. And I've tried for years to get him on the show. And I'm thinking, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't do the show. So I start to write the email 
and I'm super defeated as well. I just, I'm still adjusting to the calamity of arriving and suddenly having to leave within 24 hours. Um, and I'm writing the email to cancel and I just think, okay, there's gotta be some sort of option. <laughs> so I quickly search and I find a co-working space and I go over there to, uh, it's called my office. So hello, my office, Panama. Um, they had a conference room. I mean, it, there was some noise there, but they had a conference room. I booked the conference room for the next day. It was going to be, it's like 40 bucks to, 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 um, rent this conference room, which is, Panama is not that cheap. Then I was at least able to, to pull off the interview and, and, and make it happen. You know, I was in a different environment and stuff. So hopefully it still turned out all right as far as my presence of mind during the interview and stuff. And the sound's going to be not, not quite as good on my side, but I mean, it's an interview. So you're only hearing so much of me, hopefully. (laughs) Then yesterday I flew to Bogota and I go to immigration. I'm, I've got, see in my mind now I've got, I guess it'll be seven days at this, at this point. Cause what there was the day that I arrived. Oh, and then, then, then I left the next day. So that's two days. You like, I was not even in town for 24 hours and that's two days. That's the way that this stuff counts. So it's hard to keep track of. Um, and so I go to the immigration officer and he asked me why I'm there. And I'm like, well, to, to order a visa. And I'm nervous because I just have this this entire experience, of, especially with just over and over again, having these, in addition to the rejection, but having these bad experiences, it just has really put a pallor or colored my, my view of everything. Um, it's just very hard to see things positively. And, um, and so, yeah, he stamps my passport. And then he writes on on there the number of days, and he writes um, he writes ninety days, which I thought was kind of comical because he clearly just didn't really look things over, and the old me would have thought, oh, ninety days, I won the jackpot, like I can, I'm good till the end of the year, I'm I'm good, but no, now I know better because I learned the hard way that it's not ninety days, I still have seven days. And then uh, that afternoon or yesterday afternoon, I meet with my lawyer and he's really been helping me uh, prepare so much better than my previous lawyer. My previous lawyer, I, I got called in for an interview. I didn't apply in person. I got called in for an interview and they like didn't send me anything. I didn't really know what they'd ask. And, but he, he's really sent me questions and I, and I've brainstormed them and I've even rehearsed a lot of these answers and I've been thinking about it. like it, it's, it it's really it really helped me put on my hat for this thing the hat that I want to have which is that I'm applying for an investor visa here I am an investor like yes I've made the I made the investment sort of casually cuz I I make all of my investments sort of casually I don't um fret over it too much I do my research research or I have my ideas about doing things but I don't put on that investor hat. And I thought about the reasons why I made this investment, you know, that it, it is, it's a tourism investment, it's a hospitality 
like apartments that are rented out to people and um you know tourism's growing in in Colombia I have wanted to invest in Latin America you know since I first traveled to Costa Rica in 2010 and I have been all over Latin America and I decided Colombia was a place that I wanted to to make in an in investment and I had uh, met the people with whom I invested you know when I first came 6 years ago like all these things that are are true that I just needed to pull out and think about. And so we're going over all these things and I feel so prepared and, 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 and so confident about things. And I asked him to clarify this thing that kind of started off my whirlwind tour, which was that he wrote 50, 50. And so I'm like, when you said 50, 50, did you really mean like a 50% chance that I get the visa. No, no, not at all. No, I think you, I, I think, I think you're going to get this visa is his response. So it's, it's, it's funny because if he hadn't told me that, um, then I would have been showing up at the immigration office, uh, having already overstayed, which would, or not in the immigration office, but the place where I order the visa, as far as you're concerned, the immigration office, um, that I would have already been delinquent or, you know, in breach of the law if this hadn't happened. Um, and so I feel really good after this meeting and I, you know, I've got a, a nice Airbnb. It's very close to the ministry, which is where you order the visa. I cooked myself a dinner and I hadn't slept hardly at all the night before. Um, just worrying and ruminating about the visa. I, I finally did get some sleep last night, but still just, you know, just a, a few hours. Um, but I still, I wake up feeling good. I'm feeling prepared. And I go in there to order the visa and um, have my interview and all the preparation that we talked about kind of goes out the window because I show up and the immigration officer is not very receptive to to me um, engaging with him proactively. Like he just wants me to give him the documents and kind of get out and then come back and ask some questions. So that's what I do. I give him the documents that we've collected and put together over the last uh, several months. And, you know, I, I come back and he asked me some questions. He just asked me, oh, what, what is the business? And so I, I tell him pretty much what I just told you. And he says, okay, um, you'll hear from us in five days. Five days. And I'm like, well, because <laughs> I'm very worried at this point because the last time that I had an interview here, they told me, Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you in two days. And I immediately thought that means that they've rejected me. That means they've rejected it. And then when I emailed my lawyer about that, she was very surprised, um, that, that they had not just given me an answer right away. And so in this case, I'm again, very, very worried that they just don't want to tell you no, and you're into your face. Um, 
And I'm thinking, well, I've got seven days left. Oh, and when, by the way, five days is five business days. So that's not accurate, really, because there's a three-day weekend happening starting tomorrow. And so there's 10 days, really. It, it, it could be So five business days is 10 days. And I've got seven, or sorry, six now. I've got six days. So I immediately and like have to have to think this through again. Like there's never been a time when I have had to make so many high stakes, last minute, um, multifactorial decisions in, 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 in my life, just like very quickly, very serious or you know, pretty serious decisions with a lot of different moving parts and a ton of different unknowns. And so I've gotten I've started to get pretty good at, at it. I think I'm getting decent at it. I've certainly have not made the right decisions all the time. There's certain things, lots of things I would have done dif- would have done differently in retrospect, but things could have been worse than they already are, which is pretty bad. Um, so I'm thinking through what to do, whether I should just leave the country immediately. Uh, that's my initial plan is leave the country immediately. I look at the flights, uh, doesn't look so good. And I think, well, okay, I can go back to Medellin and start packing stuff. And I've got till Wednesday, it's Friday. I can start packing stuff. And, you know, maybe I hear, maybe we hear from them Friday afternoon today. Uh, by the way, that's, that didn't happen. It's too late. Um, maybe we'll hear from them Tuesday. You know, maybe we'll hear from them Wednesday. You know, because as much as my lawyer made it sound like I would be getting an answer the same day, and, you know, at this point, I think my lawyer is great, but I just trust no one. <laughs> uh, they're, they're saying, well, it's not totally unusual for them to take some time because they want to investigate and he was able to call um, somebody who works in the ministry because he's down the street from the ministry. He works with them all the time. Able to call and find out, well, yeah, they're investigating the company. They want to look at the company and that's pretty much all he knows. That it has nothing to do with me. They want to make sure the company is legit, which should be fine. I mean, unless there's something going on that I don't know about. But uh, he did talk about some different scenarios of things that have gone on um, or that they're, they've been told to stay vigilant of, um, uh, you know, th- things such as fake businesses, businesses that aren't, aren't real. This is a very real business. So supposedly there's still a good chance that they're going to accept this, this visa. But I have no way of knowing, and those are two different outcomes that are very have very different consequences. So the plan is that I'm going to, um, yeah, do that. Just be ready. Have you know my sort of bug out bag. I don't know still whether I might just have to keep my apartment and just kind of double pay uh, rent, just to not have to deal with that stuff. Uh, 
but yeah, I have to basically be ready to to leave until the end of the year. So that's the plan is to be ready to do that. Uh, and I'll be making the, the reservation, probably the flight, like same day, Wednesday, just like waiting. <laughs> Have we heard from them? Have we heard from them? No. Okay. Buy the ticket. And so definitely getting a lot of experience in buying last minute tickets too, which is something that I've never done before. And sometimes the prices aren't that bad. Sometimes, sometimes they're really bad, which is why I'm in Bogota tonight because I couldn't get a flight back to Medellin tonight. So have to do it tomorrow. Um, yeah. So then the plan will just be go back to, uh, Panama city, um, and, and wait out, wait for some kind of a decision and, and then go from there. If it's accepted, I can just come right back to Colombia and go right back to my regular life and have three years of uninterrupted, um, you know, living my life that I've been living for the last three years, or at least up until six months ago when things started getting really crazy. Um, or if there's another rejection, then I've just got to go find somewhere to go uh, until, until the end of the year. And then I can come back again as a tourist. And then once again, count my days and I'll certainly be better at it than I was before. But then I would have to find another option for how to stay in Colombia because I think after two rejections it's a pretty safe bet that you're just not going to get the visa for your $30,000 investment. So so that's the update so far. Uh, I'll try to keep things updated on Twitter and on Instagram and maybe even on this podcast. Hopefully there will be a good happy ending to this, I mean that doesn't sound right. Maybe there will be a a good and a positive result from this, uh, or maybe not. And I don't know. Maybe something cool will happen because of this complete, utter shit show. It's just definitely really, really high on the list of like the worst, <laughs> worst experiences of of my life. This this last six months, many, many moments of dealing with this have been really, really awful. Um, but anyway, that's the update. I appreciate you caring. Thanks so much for your, for your support and listening. Keep following me on Twitter and Instagram, etc. If If you want like more up to the minute stuff, because if, if, and when I have an acceptance, then you will know. Okay. Bye.